Thank you for listening to the Vantage Point Church podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. For more information, go to our website at www.vantagepointchurch.net. Today, are there any kids here in the room today? Oh, I can't. Okay, you have permission to be loud in church. Are there any kids in church today? There we go. We are so glad <clears throat> to have you guys with us. And so. We have the, the Lego Batman movie. Let me ask you, how many of you played with Legos growing up? Anybody here play with Legos? So, I still do. Few of you still do. You know, I don't know what it is about Legos. I remember as a kid, I played with Legos, and it didn't matter how hard you tried to clean them all up. Like, there would always be like this random one spare Lego that my dad would step on. You know, and then you get yelled at, and it was just not good. But I remember that. It was crazy. Legos were, were just everywhere. And so uh, today, I want to test your, your Lego skills, so I need a couple volunteers. I'm thinking like an adult and a kid. Let's see, yeah, Levi, and I need an adult, I need an adult, see his dad's like, I'm out. <laughs> I need an adult volunteer, where, where, come on, let's see, okay, Amber, yeah, come on, Amber, okay, come on down, here we go, Levi versus Amber. So what we're going to do here is uh, we got our little setup here, we're going to test your Lego skills. So we got a box of Legos right here. You can uh, do it. So stand right here. Here we go. And I'm going to give you guys about five minutes. And so Batman, uh, he spends a lot of time and kind of the place he hangs out is where? Where does Batman hang out? The Batcave, right? So it's kind of his place to kind of just, you know, uh, have all his cool toys and do his thing. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take some Legos and you have about five minutes, maybe a little bit less, to kind of design your own cool place, okay? So begin. Whatever you want to do, place you'd hang out, place you would spend time, <clears throat> You can go and do that, okay. And so as we're doing that, let me just take a minute and kind of explain the heart behind Family Style, the series that we're doing this month. Uh, you know, we're in graduation season. We have grad parties, and, and we've already been to a couple graduations. And it's just kind of crazy. So loud. <clears throat> he's like, he's going to like own this. He's got this. <clears throat> it's crazy when you realize how little time you have with your kids. You know, we were thinking about it just... Uh, last night about how many more summers we have. Our, our oldest is 11, and we have only seven more summers left to spend time with her and invest in her. And so we want to take that seriously. And so that's why we want kids to, to, to come to church and love what, what this is all about, love what God is doing in their lives, and, and do this as a family. And so let me ask you, uh, how many of you enjoy movies? Does anybody here like movies, adults, kids? Okay. So I'm going to ask the kids because this is, this is a tricky question. Favorite movies. What is your favorite movie? Kids, somebody tell me. Addy. Lego Batman. Sure, because it was the first thing on her mind. Anybody else? Favorite movie? Go. Travis. Time's up. Keep thinking. Pax. Despicable Me 3. Anybody else? Just shout it out. Favorite movie? Brendan. Despicable Me. The Greatest Showman. Yes, Jack. Or Mason. What? The Flash, all these superhero movies, that's awesome. We get a lot of favorite movies, that's great. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Movies are really just stories. Do you guys know that? you guys know that movies are just stories? And Jesus loved to tell stories. What Jesus was really good at is Jesus would just look at everyday life, and he found stories about just, you know, going to work, about planting a garden, doing these different things, and he found these stories that relate to God. And Jesus told stories all the time so that we could know more about God. And in fact, there's a Bible verse I want to read. It's going to be up on the screen. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18, it says this. It says, fix these words of mine in your heart, in your hearts and minds, 
Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. See, that's what this, this series is really all about. We have these opportunities to, to talk about Jesus, to talk about how good God is, about the, the principles of Scripture in our everyday lives. When we're driving our kids to school, we can have a conversation. Uh, at the dinner table, we can have a conversation. After we watch a, a silly movie, we can have these conversations. We want to take these opportunities and allow God to speak through us to our families because we believe that God has something He wants to say through us, parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and just members of our church. So I don't know if it's been five minutes or not, but I'm going to check in the, on these guys. Let's see what we can see where they're at. So you got about 10 seconds, okay? <clears throat> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Hands down. <laughs> okay, let's see. Levi, tell, tell us what you got here. A junkyard. A junkyard. Okay, I like it. Uh, Levi would hang out in the junkyard. That's awesome. Amber, what do you have? Uh, a man cave. A man cave? Okay. We got windows. Is that, is that where you stick Paul? That's, that's where Paul goes? Okay. Okay, so let's see. Who thinks uh, Amber did a better, let's see, by, by a round of applause, we're going to clap for the, for the person we think did the best job. Okay, ready? Amber? Levi! <laughs> Great job, Amber. Okay, let's give it up for them. We have a, uh, a little gift for them. Let's see. Levi, here is a Lego set for you with Joker, so you can take that. That's awesome. <laughs> One more game. I need uh, like four more volunteers. I need like two adults and two kids. Mason and, oh, Daniel, his dad raised his hand. That's so awesome. Come on, Daniel. That's awesome. Let's see. Two more. Let's, let's see. Um, let's get Brendan and um, let's see. Alex, did you raise your hand? That is, come on up. That's awesome. See if we can get this microphone working. Check, check. There we go. So, as, as many of you know, Batman, when he, when he introduces himself, he doesn't just say his name. He just says, like, hi, I'm Batman. He, he doesn't do that, does he? No, he says, I'm Batman, right? Here we are. I want everybody, we're going to practice. We're going to do our best I'm Batman voice. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. These guys are pros, though, okay? So they're going to practice. They're gonna, we're going to see who has the best I'm Batman voice. Ready? Okay. So, Brendan, you're going to say, I'm Batman. Ready? I'm Batman. That's pretty impressive. I'm kind of scared there a little bit. I was thinking of breaking the law. I'm not now. Daniel. I'm Batman. Ooh, man, these guys are good. Okay, let's go next to Mason. I'm Batman. He even kind of like, man. Uh, last one, Alex. I'm Batman. Ooh, okay, okay, let's have you guys line up here. And we have a little Lego Batman figurine to give away. So let's see who our winner is by, by a son of applause. We have Daniel. We have Mason. We have Brendan. And we have Alex. I think Brendan is the winner. Good job.
must be great to be Batman. I can only imagine he's going home right now to party the night away, surrounded by scores of friends and lady tennis players. Hey, computer. I'm home. Welcome home, sir. Initializing Batcave operating system. Hey, Pewter. What's up, Batman? Put this bomb in the museum. Certainly, sir. Thank you. No worries. Anything exciting happened when I was gone? You have four pieces of mail. Great, what'd I get? You have this week's penny saver, two bills, and a coupon for Bed Bath & Beyond. It expires in two weeks. But I've heard that some stores will honor them past the expiry date. Copy that. Alfred left your lobster thermidor in the fridge. Oh, that's my favorite. I can't wait. You complete <laughs> Shut up. You had me at hello. <laughs> I love it. So we think it'd be pretty awesome to be Batman, but here he is, he goes out and he saves the day and he comes home and he's all by himself, he's all alone. Why do you think Batman chooses to be alone? What do you think, kids? Why do you think Batman chooses to be alone? Layla? Because he works alone? Okay. Anybody else? Why do you think? Yeah. Shuts people out. That's interesting. Yeah. I think we're going to see a little bit more about that as we go on. But you know what's amazing is as you look in the Bible... There's a bunch of different Bible characters that are kind of a lot like uh, some superheroes that we have today. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, there's kind of like, they're a lot like the superheroes we have today. So think about it. Um, kids, Superman. If, if somebody in the Bible were to be Superman, who do you think it would be? Jack. Okay. Uh, who do you think? Yeah, Levi. God? Jesus? That was an easy one. Jesus, right, would be Superman. Okay, let's try another one. What about the Hulk? Who do you think the Hulk would be in the Bible? Yeah, Brendan. Let's, let's go. Who is it? Let's go to the next picture. 
Samson, that's right, right? They both got like massive muscles and like you're not going to like them when they get angry. Okay, how about one more? Uh, who do you think Thor would be in the Bible? Thor, yeah. Maybe Joseph, okay. Anybody else, what do you think? Who do you think Thor would be? Yeah, Luke. Peter? Maybe. This, this is who I think. Let's put this up. I think Thor and Moses, right? Because <clears throat> think about it. Thor has his hammer. He always like, goes down with the hammer. And Moses always has his staff and does cool things, right? It's pretty amazing. So think about it. Then if these superheroes are that, then who would Batman be in the Bible? Who do you think? Maybe, no, maybe. But there's just no right answer. But here's what I think. I think Batman is a lot like a guy in the Bible named Elijah. Elijah, and his story is found at the end of 1 Kings in chapter 18 and 19. You can turn there if you want, but I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of just going to give the highlights of this story. So I'm going to kind of tell the story, and I really encourage you, uh, go home today and, and maybe with your families, read 1 Kings 18 and 19. It's really an amazing story, but I'm just going to kind of give you the highlights. But to help me tell this story, I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer to help me tell the story. Let's see. Um, looking for someone that maybe has some siblings. Yes, Parker, is it? Come on down, okay? <clears throat> so I need you to be Elijah for me. So here, you stay right here, you're going to be Elijah. Now, in Bible times, what did they wear? Yeah, robe. robe. Okay, so I went looking, and I, I don't really have a lot of robes. The only robe I could find was... Uh, it's Hello Kitty robe, so here you go, put that on, there you go. And you know what? Bible characters, a lot of times, they have a beard. So, there you go. This is Elijah. Now, with your Batman voice, I want you to say, I'm Elijah. Pretty good, okay. So here's what I'm going to do. You take a seat right there, okay? I'm going to talk about you for a minute, and then we're going to have you do some action here in a minute, okay? So, <clears throat> Elijah, Elijah was a prophet for God. And so what that means is God, back in those days, God would talk to different individuals in the country of Israel, and he would give them a message. He would say, hey, I want you to go and talk to, to the country. I want you to, to go and tell them, hey, you're not doing this very well. You need to change. You're not honoring uh, what the Bible says. You need to kind of get those things together. And so he rose up a guy named Elijah to speak for him. And God used Elijah to do all sorts of incredible miracles. In fact, <clears throat> at one point, uh, God told Elijah, hey, the people aren't, aren't listening, they're not following my direction, so you're going to go and tell them it's not going to rain again until I have you tell them. So Elijah went and told everybody, hey, it's not going to rain for a, for a while until you guys get your act together. And it didn't rain for three years. And later God told Elijah, now go back and tell them it's going to rain again. And he did, and that same day it started to rain. It's amazing. Another time, there was a little boy who had passed away, he got sick, and he died. And Elijah came. And he prayed, and he said, God, would you bring this boy back to life? And God did. Incredible. But I think one of, the, one of the most amazing miracles that God used Elijah to do happened in 1 Kings chapter 18. I'm going to kind of just tell you the story here uh, real quick of what that was like. <clears throat> so a wicked king and queen by the name of Ahab and Jezebel, they kind of came to power in Israel. And they convinced all the people that they shouldn't serve God that instead they should worship these idols. And idols are, let's have that picture up there, idols are like little statues, okay? And so I know, I know kids, that seems really hard to believe. Like, can you imagine that people would go and bow down and worship these statues? They would go and give all their attention and focus to these things that aren't even alive. Doesn't that just seem crazy? Any kids, does that seem crazy to you? <clears throat> that, that would be the first thing they would think about in the morning and the last thing they would think about at night. They would go these idols when they were sad, 
or upset or they wanted to be happy. I mean, think about it. Who does that? Who sits around and just stares at something on end? I mean, does anybody, does anybody really do that? I mean, seriously, who does that? Nobody does that, do they, kids? Oh, that's right. Like video games. Or, or what else do they do? What else do people do? Oh, TV or YouTube or these different things, right? <clears throat> so, and then they get all upset when their mom says, okay, it's time to put it up. They're like, I can't put it up right now. It's time to turn it off. They freak out. Or if their parents say it's time to share, they get really upset. Kids don't do that, do they? Oh, well, it might just, might just be my kids. Right, moms and dads? I mean, no one would do that. No one would stare at a screen and watch their bank account go up and down and just give all their attention to that or their accounts. I mean, no one would give all their attention to a car, right, and, and, and baby it, make sure they take care of it, let nothing happen to it, and no one can sit in the front seat and park way at the other side of the store. Nobody would do that, do they? I mean, and kids, do you know that, that adults have toys too? They're just bigger and more expensive, Right? I mean, no one would let their whole, no one would let their whole self-worth be dependent upon numbers on a scale going up and going down, likes on a post, and yet we do. See, worship just means what we give our greatest attention to, what gets the majority of our focus, what, what things do we go to first, what things do we go to to make us happy, or when we're sad, when we're worried. So... God realized that they were worshiping false things like, like some of us do. And he said, this is not good. This is going to mess them up, so I need someone to help me. I need Elijah. I need you to come in and save the day. I need you to go and be my man and come on up here and tell them that all this is messed up and they're going to hurt themselves. And so Elijah went in and he was like Batman. And he went and he just he confronted the wicked priests and, and the evil king and queen, and he did this crazy thing. He said, you know what? You believe these, these idols, these statues are real, can help you? We're going to set up a test. So I'm going to build an altar, and I'm going to have you build an altar, and we're going to both cry, I'll have you cry out to your gods, and the God who answers by fire is the real God. And so the priests, they ran around, and they were dancing and crying out to their false god, and Elijah, he actually, he kind of, this is mean, you shouldn't really do this, but he did, he kind of started making fun of them. Do you know what he said? He said, maybe you need to cry a little bit louder, maybe your god is deaf, maybe he can't hear you. Oh, maybe your god, I know, your god, maybe he's on the potty. Okay, maybe he's in the bathroom, and that's why he can't answer you. And so they screamed and cried until they had no voice, and then Elijah, he stepped forward. He says, today you're going to make a choice. You're going to see who really, who really is God. And he prayed, and he asked for God to send fire, and all of a sudden, whoosh, fire dropped down out of heaven, and it burned up the sacrifice, and the altar was all gone. And all the priests, they, they ran away, and the people realized that God really is God, and he's the one they needed to give their lives to. And so then, Elijah, this is awesome. Elijah, just like Batman, he walked in. He, like, saved the day. And this is awesome. And so you imagine, you know, what did Elijah do after all this? He probably went home surrounded by his friends and lady tennis players and celebrated all that God had done, right? I mean, that's what I would think he would do. But that's not what happened, Elijah. You know what happened? Is when the evil queen Jezebel heard what had happened, she threatened Elijah. She said, Elijah, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do what you did to all these priests. You're going to be dead by morning. And so what do you think Elijah did? You think Elijah said, are you kidding me? Do you know what God just did? God just rained fire down from heaven. God just took care of me. He used me to do these incredible miracles. What can you do to me? You can't hurt me. But that's not what Elijah did. Elijah went and ran away. He didn't tell anybody. 
he ran up and he hid in a cave. And he started getting all sad <clears throat> and all mopey. And he started getting overdramatic and said, I don't want to live. Say, say that. Get, get, get all. Say, okay. <clears throat> What's your favorite toy or a video game? Fortnite, okay. So, what if your mom says, what if your mom says, Parker, you can't play Fortnite anymore. What would you do? Is that when you say, my life is over. Big, you do it. Do it. Say it. My life is over. Okay, see? And that's kind of what Elijah did. He's like, my life is over. And he got all sad and mopey <clears throat> and overdramatic. And here's my favorite part in the whole story. You can take a seat for a second. Don't worry, I'm going to do some more stuff. Verse 9 of chapter 1 Kings, chapter 19. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole story. It says this. It says, is there he came to a cave where he spent the night, but the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? See, see Elijah, even though he had a bad attitude, and he, he was being all whiny and getting all upset, and he kind of got himself in the situation, God went looking for him. God went looking for Elijah. Hey, do your parents ever do that? Right? Like, like you're the one who's in trouble. You're the one who did wrong. You have a bad attitude and you're, you're kind of whiny and yet your mom and dad, they come and check on you. Any parents do that? Any kids, do your parents do that? Why do you think they do that? Why do they do that, Levi? Because they love you. That's right. Check out what God does next. Now, I need Elijah to come out and step here, here and help me. So God tells Elijah, I want you to stand at the entrance of the cave. So he does. Okay, and now God says, the Bible says that then God sent a storm to pass by the front of the cave. So storms can be really mean, and so I'm thinking, well, who could help me that, that could illustrate storms? So I thought siblings. Do I get any of his siblings? Come on down. You want to give me a hand? Okay, you're going to like this. It'll be good. Oh, do you want to come too? You can come too. Okay, so a storm passed. Okay, so I need you to be the thunder. Okay, there was thunder. Okay, I need, I need another volunteer. Come on up, Levi. Okay, there was thunder, and... There was wind. Okay, so I want you to phantom. There was wind. And it probably even started to rain a little bit. Oh, come on. Here we go. Ah! But the Bible says that God was not in the storm. Okay, you can put that down. And then it said God sent an earthquake. So I need you guys to start shaking him. God sent an earthquake. Here, can I just give him, give him a little shake, your brother, okay? Sent an earthquake. And I imagine that rocks began to fall off the mountain. And he probably even got hit with some pebbles. But all we have are fruity pebbles. But the Bible says, but God wasn't in the earthquake. You guys are going to take a seat. Then God sent a fire. Okay. Let me ask you. Do you need some? Just, just be safe. Do you trust me? Trust me. So then God sent a fire. I'm just kidding. There's no fire. Mom and dad are like, why did they make me sign a waiver before church? Okay. But God wasn't in the fire. Then... There was a still, small voice, and the voice of the Lord said to Elijah, Elijah, what are you doing here? Let's get up for Elijah. You can take a seat. Oh, you don't want to wear the robe? You can, you can wear the robe if you want. You want some fruity pebbles? No, okay. Great job, okay. What are you doing here? <clears throat> See, I think God was trying to get Elijah to realize, and us to realize as well, just like our parents when they go, go and look for us when we're in trouble, when we've done the wrong thing, even when we have a bad attitude, God wanted Elijah to realize that I love you. I love you when you're brave, and I love you when you're scared. 
I love you when you've done great things. When you're, we're standing up in front of everybody and you're, you're doing awesome and you've done your best job. Everybody is proud of you. You think you're amazing. And I love you on your worst day when you're embarrassed and you're sad. I love you. God would say, I love you not for anything you can do for me. And here's what I think God wanted Elijah to recognize in us as well, is that you never, boys and girls and moms and dads as well, you never, we never need to run from God. We can always run to God. We never need to run from God. We can always run to God. And can, you know, people do that, don't they? I think adults do that sometimes. Life's not going the way they want, and so they kind of they quietly shove God out. They quit coming to church. They, they quit reading their Bible as much. They quit kind of having conversations with people who are close to them. They tell them, they tell them some, but they don't tell them everything. We never have to run away from God. We can always run to Him. But now look at how Elijah responds to God. After God has just done these incredible things and God shows him who he is, listen to what Elijah says, verse 14. He says, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you. They've torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one who's left, and now they're trying to kill me too. He's saying, it's just me out here, God. I'm all alone. I have to do this all by myself. I can't get anyone to help me. It's just me. You know, it's funny. There's a lot of people who think that way. They think to be a great Christian means you have to have it just all figured out. Great Christians, they don't ask for help. They just, they just know. They have their life together. They, just, they magically never have any struggles, and they just follow God, and everything just kind of plays out right, and you see them on Sundays, and life is great. And their kids are doing good, and their marriage is doing good, and nothing ever happen, bad happens because they love Jesus. That's what a lot of people think. Batman thought that. Check this out. Sir, if you don't mind my saying, I'm a little concerned. Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? I don't talk about feelings, Alfred. I don't have any. I've never seen one. I'm a night-stalking, crime-fighting vigilante in a heavy metal rapping machine. I don't feel anything emotionally except for rage. 24-7, 365, at a million percent. And if you think that there's something behind that, then you're crazy. Good night, Alfred. Sir, it's morning. Isn't it funny, though, that there comes a point in our lives, and I think a lot of times, I'm just going to talk to kids for a second, because I think it <clears throat> happens a lot of times in elementary school, where somebody says something, maybe towards the end of elementary school. You know, when you're real little, someone says something mean to you, you get upset and you go home and you tell your mom and dad, right? Maybe you cry a little bit. They, they hurt my feelings. They, they did this and, and we feel bad. But there comes a point where someone says something or somebody does something. And for whatever reason, we keep those feelings to ourselves. I think this movie is really incredible. I encourage you. It's a funny movie, but there's a lot of truth hidden in it. Alfred says to Batman at one point, sir, it's time for you to face your greatest fears. And he says, you mean snakes? You mean clown snakes? And he says, no, your greatest fear is being a part of a family again. So I think even for some of us adults, we'll come to church, but how much do we really let people in? How much do we really allow people to be our family? I think that's what Batman was doing. I think Batman had to, to, to recognize that something more was needed, that, that we need someone, we need other people in our, in our lives. We can't hold things back anymore. Check this out. Like all superheroes, Superman has zero friends, and he spends most of his time basking in sweet, sweet isolation here at his alone palace. So, I'll keep him busy while you sneak into that vent and get the projector. Got it?
up, Supes? <laughs> wow, it's Batman, and he's at my house right now. What are you doing here? Don't worry about it, Doc. I'm not here to throw down or anything. Uh, no, I would, I would crush you. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure. Hey, listen, thank me later, but I just happen to be in the hood, and I figured that you could probably use the... Seventh annual Justice League anniversary party without me? No, 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 no. There must have been some mistake with the email. That's crazy, man. Oh, yes, email mistakes happen all the time. Sometimes I don't get Superman's emails for years. Great point, DL. Great point. All right, well, that clears up everything, right? Enjoy the party, bro. Hit it, DJ. Wonderdog. Take a quick pic. Sure. Where do you want me? Right there. Perfect. Here's the camera. Oh. Okay, party people, get together. Now, everybody say. Superman! Let me see. Let me see. Classic. We got everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Thanks, Batman. Yeah, no problem. I did like a burst. This party is the bomb. Look at me. More like Mar So I think Batman learned that even superheroes need family. So after all of this, listen to what the Lord says to Elijah. Tells him, basically, he says, I want you to go back. And I want you to anoint this guy to be king. And I want you to go anoint this other guy to be king. He says, then as you're doing that, I want you to go and find a guy named Elisha. Yeah, I know it's kind of weird. His name sounds just like yours, but it's Elisha, not Elijah. And I want you to say, hey, I want you to, I'm, I'm going to have you mentor him. I want you to hang out and spend time with him. Because you know what? This whole doing things alone anymore is not going to work. Okay, this whole trying to, to follow God, to follow Jesus by yourself and just toughen it up, that's not going to work anymore. You need a family. And oh, by the way, verse 18, God says this. He says, yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel. See, you, you thought you were alone. You thought you had to do this all by yourself. You thought you were the, you're the only Christian in your school. You thought you were the only believer in your workplace. The only person who's been through what you've been through. No, no one would understand my story. No one would understand how I grew up, my, my family background. 7,000, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. He says, you don't have to do this any alone anymore. You don't have to do this any alone. And Batman finally realized, this is our last clip. Check this out. I was afraid of feeling the pain you feel. Someone close to you. Gotham needs us. So I came back to do this flip. Flip? What is that? I don't. Well, you gotta turn around. I call it the Babs signal, and I'm flipping the switch for you. Because saving this city is too big a job for one person. Flip, flip. So what do you say, Kamish? Will you work with me? I need your help. Because Gotham needs us. 
because Placerville needs us. Placerville needs people who are connected, who love God, who recognize we can't do it on our own. He says, I, I need your help. So he's flipping the switch and says, I need you. I need you. I, we need each other. We need to share our feelings. We need to share it because those feelings are the things that, that the enemy speaks through our feelings and shuts us down and stops us from doing those things that God has called us to do. We need to share our confusions. We need to pray for one another. That's what God wants. God sets us in a family. And, and even if your, your family of birth maybe hasn't been the greatest, and I know some of us were afraid of really joining a family like this because, because the family we grew up in kind of hurt us. They kind of let us down. Maybe churches you've been a part of in the past have let you down. I'm going to tell you right now, we will let you down, but I'm going to be upfront and honest about it, <laughs> okay? I, I will let you down. But we need to come together. And as we seek God together, as we're honest together, as we lean on one another together, God can do an incredible thing, an incredible thing. I want us to connect this summer. We have all these events that, that Austin talked about. These are opportunities for us to, to get to know each other and to, to grow. And I don't mean that you need to be best friends with everyone because, you know, we're not all the same, and that's okay. And so you're going to find some people that you connect with that are, that are similar to you, that you get along with, and it's natural, and you're going to connect with them, okay? And God's going to do incredible things as we do that. But like he said, you know what? The city is too big for one person to save alone. There's too much for us to do if we try to do it all by ourselves. Right? God, I believe God has got incredible, amazing things he wants to do in our cities, in our families. There's things that God wants to do in your life. But you know what? As long as, kids, as long as you keep fighting with your brother and sister, it's going to be really hard for that to happen. Right? And as long as you keep pushing mom and dad away as you get older and you kind of shut those feelings out, it's going to be really hard for that to happen. So here's what I want to say. We're going to pray in just a minute. We're going to close things up. But what I love about today is, is I love what we had an opportunity to do. Because I think what we did today is something that you, as, as moms and dads and grandparents and as kids and, and just people, this is something we can take home and do all the time on a much simpler level. Like it doesn't have to be big and drawn out like this. But see, it's like this. You see a movie or a TV show with your kids, stop and ask a question. You know, in the movie we watched a couple nights ago, maybe they talked about this person being powerful. Maybe all these superheroes about how powerful the superheroes are. Well, let me ask you. You ask your kid, hey, what makes someone really powerful? What is real power? Do you think what the movie said was true? And we ask a question. A song comes on the radio, and it's talking about relationships. Hey, is that what relationships really are all about? Is that, is that what they're like? You know, what do you think would be good to have? And you're going to get married someday, maybe. What do you think is important to have in the person that you're going to marry when you grow up? It's a good question to ask. Hey, I see that you like going over to so-and-so's house. Like, you like, you know, spending time at your friend's house. What makes a, a friend's house a place you want to be at? What makes a good friend? And you ask these questions. Now, listen, I'm not saying that we over-spiritualize everything. That gets really weird. You don't want to be that parent, right? But there are opportunities. The Bible says this in Job 33, verse 14. It says that God is always speaking. Now one way, now another though people do not recognize it. See, I believe God is providing countless opportunities day in and day out. The Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God, the earth um, speak of His goodness. There are opportunities all around us that God is trying to show us His character, what He's like, what He's doing. And in fact, He even speaks through our culture. He speaks through things like movies and TV and radio. I'm not saying that we watch everything, but I'm saying as we, as we do watch some of these things with our family, there's an opportunity that maybe God wants to speak. Because he's always speaking. And I believe moms and dads, he wants to speak through you. He wants to communicate 
through you to your sons and your daughters, to your grandkids. Because we only have a short time. When we lie down, when we hang out, we're just resting. When we're walking along the road, when we're driving our kids to school, when we're doing our daily activities, let's start to look for God. Let's start to see where maybe God might be active, what He might be up to, what He wants to communicate. See, I think it can start with a simple question. A question as simple as this. Hey, where did you see God today? Where did you see God? It'd be a great question to ask at the dinner table. Where did you see God today? Or where did you see God this week? Did you see Him in nature? Maybe in, in an interaction you had with your friends, whether it was positive or negative, through something you watched on TV, where did you see God today? And have that conversation. See what God wants to show us. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much. God, I thank you for every, every kid in this room. Lord, we have incredible kids that love you, that are growing and, and, and are developing into the men and women they're going to be. And we thank you for them, God. Lord, I thank you for every parent in this room, for every grandparent, for every aunt and uncle, for every voice that's pouring into these young lives. Lord, we know that it's difficult. God, we know that the world they're facing is, a, is in some ways a much different place. Lord, would you give us your wisdom and your strength? Lord, as we're praying this morning, maybe there's some of us that what you want to say to us is that we've been worshiping other things. That we've been giving other things more of our attention, more of our focus, more of our devotion. Lord, as we're praying this morning, would you just show us what those things are? And then, God, would you give us the wisdom to know how to respond? Lord, maybe there's some people that have been carrying around some junk, some, some feelings. Maybe there's some kids that have been carrying around some hurts that they haven't shared. Lord, I, help, I pray you would help them to open up to their mom and dad, to open up to their parents, to share what's on their heart. That God, you would bring healing as we do that. And Lord, I pray for every person in this room, every adult, that God, you would help us to connect to this family because we are family. Would you show us what we need to do, Jesus? Lord, we thank you, God. I thank you that we never have to hide from you. And Lord, it's so amazing that even when we do, you come looking for us. God, you came looking for us. That's why you sent Jesus. Lord, I thank you that today, if there's anyone who's hiding in this room, anyone that kind of just kind of shoved you to the side, pushed you away, that today, Jesus, you're here looking for them because you love them. God, you love us on our best day, you love us on our worst day, and you love us on every day in between. Thank you, Jesus. As we're praying this morning, maybe there's someone in this room you've never really given your heart to Jesus. You've never made him the Lord of your life. Maybe you have, but you know you've kind of walked away. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want him to be my God. I want him to be my best friend. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and put it down? I'm just going to give you a moment. That's awesome. A couple kids raising their hand. That's amazing. That's awesome. Say, so, yeah, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. That's awesome. God bless you guys. That's amazing. I just want to pray with you. And kids, I'm going to ask kids and adults like, I'm going to ask that we just pray this prayer aloud. Make this our prayer. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Father God, I give you my life. I'm sorry for going my own way, for choices that have hurt you and choices that have hurt me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins, to forgive me and give me new life. I receive it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. That is awesome. So many kids. I encourage you, kids, if you prayed that prayer today and you meant it, 
tell your mom or dad, tell me. We would love to talk with you and encourage you. And if you don't have a good Bible you can read, um, let us know. We want to get you a Bible. So that's awesome. I'm going to invite the worship team. We're going to close now in a time of, of worship. God bless you. We can't wait to hang out with you more this summer. We're going to go out with a little bit of a shout. So I need all the kids to come forward and help me with this because I can't do it alone. Who 